Again, the bar is below ground, people. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the savage podcast. Welcome back, guys. Um, We have a new patron. We do. So we're going to say thank you to Grace for joining our Patreon family. And Daniel, why should everyone join Patreon? I'll tell you why. Okay, (laughs) let me tell you why, guys. Tell me why. Because if you join Patreon, guys, at patreon.com slash the savage podcast, you'll get access to all of these episodes a week early. So before we release them out to the general public. And also, guys, we got some juicy exclusive content on there. Uh, we have, for example, a big hit was Rose's response <laughs> video to Freylay. That's on the Patreon if you want to see it. Um, we talk about dating stories. We talk, we get a little bit intimate about our lives. Yes. We're a little bit more, you know, raw. Mm-hmm. And what are we talking about in August, Rose? Oh, God. <laughs> we might be throwing some shade. Um, we're spilling some tea on um, some employees I have had. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yep. I'll tell you guys the stories. Yep. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's a good. It's gonna one, be guys. funny, and I'm 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 quite uh, savage mm. when I when I you when know. you want to be. Hmm. You are when you want to be. I am when I want to be. You can also be quite sweet sometimes. You're angelic. Oh you be nasty. Doesn't it doesn't happen often. Are you okay, Daniel? I wouldn't. I'm a bit sweaty. Do you have a headache? <laughs> Be sweaty as hell. No, I think it's it's from the shower. Okay. Anyway, you guys, um, yeah. So join Patreon mm-hmm. this month. We're gonna be spilling some tea yep. on, you know, my my unfortunate hires, oh, if God. you will. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. What, what's the expression that you like to say? Or no, you don't. You don't like to say, but the rule for hiring. Oh, so in the business world. There's a rule or there's a, there's a, not a rule, like a, a saying, a, a saying, an expression, which, if you will, an expression and, uh, you know, not a rule. What's a, what's a less, uh, extreme version of a rule, like, a a suggestion, a, a suggestion, okay. a suggestion that says hire slow, fire fast. Mm-hmm. Now I do the opposite. <laughs> so, Rose hires fast, fire slow. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's so hard. It's easier yeah. said than done. So we'll talk about all this. We'll talk about the nuances of hiring people oh, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Because I think, I think, I think there's such, when people talk about like entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or having your own business, first of all, I feel like a lot of people make it seem like so much easier than it is. And they always say like, oh, all you need is a good team. Yeah. All you need is to delegate your tasks. <clears throat> Just delegate Just delegate. Them. Like it's so fucking easy to delegate. Like. The hiring process, guys, if you've ever like thinking about having your own business, hiring people or having the right team is the most difficult thing to achieve Mm. because these are things out of your control. Anyway, we'll talk about all this in the Patreon exclusive. Yeah. And also, also it's not even just about, yeah, it is about hiring and stuff, but it's like this in the corporate world too, like everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to find like good people to be completely honest. Like, I don't know why, but like 
especially like you get people and I've, I, there's been so many times where I've been on projects, like not necessarily at the firm that I'm at now, but at previous firms mm-hmm. where you'll get like assigned, like some kind of random project for the business, you know, optimization or some kind of task <laughs> like this. And you get people on your team that are so lazy. And I'm just like, you have to chase people for things all the time. And like, I get it. Sometimes you forget stuff, but it's yeah. just like, Oh my God. And they're off sick all the time. And oh all my this God. Shit happens. Listen, like I have worked in many, many different jobs over mm-hmm. the years and the one thing I notice is most people are shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on, you guys. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about all that, spilling some tea in uh, the August Patreon exclusive. So definitely check it out and mm-hmm. join us for the spilling tea sessions. Yes. And I was going to say, speaking of hiring and firing people. God damn. Which, you know, firing, it's an emotional process. And that's why it's hard to fire people quickly, firing right? Firing is like so it is like a breakup. Yeah. Like think about it as a breakup. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. I know we kind of talked about this before in another episode. This was quite a while ago. There was a really famous um, CEO. I can't remember <laughs> what company, but decided to lay off like half the workforce or something ridiculous on Zoom. Do you mm-hmm, remember he did mm-hmm. on a Zoom yeah. call? Um, <laughs> there's been another story that's been released. Oh, really? Um, I th- it ties in perfectly with what we're talking about somehow. <laughs> you know, how did that happen? Um, oh, no. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. People need to just sometimes just get off social media. Mm-hmm. So anyway, read, read, the, read the article. So the article goes like this, guys. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this for several reasons. Okay. But anyway, see, this CEO posts a crying selfie to LinkedIn after... A crying selfie? Yeah. So not even... Like, was it a video or a selfie? A selfie. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Okay, continue. Yeah. <laughs> that's like extra embarrassing. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so you post it on LinkedIn. Yeah. After laying off several employees. Mm-hmm. So this is a CEO from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Um, who basically shared a photo of himself. Yeah. On LinkedIn after like laying people off. Yeah. The close up photo of the CEO teary eyed covering his mouth with one finger. Oh my God. This will be the most vulnerable thing I'll ever share. He wrote in the post opening. We've just had to lay off a few of our employees. He called the layoffs. The toughest thing I've ever had to do, which I mean, it is hard. Listen, like, I don't, I'm not saying it's, and I don't even know if this is like, I'm sure these are genuine tears, mm. but like, dude, oh, first of all, like read the room. Like, yeah, you are not the one, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you're not the one that should be crying and posting a selfie. Mm-hmm. And second of all, can we stop with the crying and taking a selfie and the taking a video. I can understand, like, for example, let's say you're filming a video already and then you happen to tear up. I've done that before, but then usually I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wipe this and then whatever, continue. Mm -hmm. But it's this like, it's like you're waiting for the moment that the tears come down and then you take a photo at that moment. Yeah. And like, this is a big thing now. Anyway, what else? (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, well, I, I was going to add to that. I was just like Googling right now because I wanted to find out what the mm-hmm. CEO's salary was. Um, apparently has a net worth over a million, you of know, course. pretty decent. Um, <sighs> <laughs> this bothers me on many ways, right? Yeah. The thing that bothers me is it's not necessarily like one person's particular fault or whatever. It's just like the CEO is like the driver of the ship, if you will, but really like he's at the mercy of, you know, basically the shareholders and whatever else. And, and the the thing is, is, and again, this is something we've talked about so many times before. And there's a couple of things that like I wanted to bring up. One of them is like our whole 
global economy is just based on this philosophy that we always have to grow no matter what. And what that means, like for some companies, like they can either grow their profits, right? Or if their profits stay stagnant, they have to cut their costs to try to like make sure that they're still growing, if you will. And so I think part of the problem, which the CEO is part of, but also he's kind of like, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. But the fact is like shareholders always want growth. Sure. So if that's the case, like sometimes they have to lay off these people where actually maybe the company, and I don't know this company, so I don't know too much about it, but there's a lot of companies that are doing really, really well and they still lay people off because they're like, oh, we need to increase our bottom line. We yeah. need to increase our profits. It's like, but you're already profitable. Like how much more do you need to increase your profits? You know, yeah. like this, you start getting into this like cyclical, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a little bit cringy. He also wrote apparently on here. He's oh like, God, what he wrote is so cringe. But I'm not, uh, what did he write? Oh yeah, he's like, I just want people to see that not every CEO out there is cold hearted and doesn't care when he or she has to lay people off. <laughs> and then he says, I can't, and then it says, um, he compared his employees to members of his family mm-hmm. and said, I can't think of a lower moment than this. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much are you taking home, buddy? Mm-hmm. Because can you think of a moment where you can maybe, maybe forego a little bit of your salary? Or, I mean, I guess he's if he's making a million, it's not insane that you yeah. can like replace. Well, that's just his net worth. It didn't say actually what his salary was. What's the so, salary? what's the salary? Net worth and salary. Let's take a look here, guys. World famous. <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. Let's see if we can find, because usually on publicly traded companies, if it's publicly traded, it will tell you. Yeah, this, this, this is the thing. A lot of yeah. these companies, they're like, oh, like this, maybe not this company is the yeah. great example, but there's a lot of companies where they're like, oh, we have to, you know, fire this many people. But it actually, when you look at the number of people that they're firing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, if you just restructured a little bit, maybe people take less bonuses. Maybe you can actually yeah. keep people employed. Or, and do we know the financials of this company? Like, I, f- I feel like people would have probably looked mm-hmm. into it. And listen, maybe your company is failing. Yeah. It's just embarrassing to be yeah. the CEO that makes probably lots of money to post that like i get it mm. like he's trying to humanize himself basically. i know i see what he's doing yeah. but it's cringe and it yeah. looks fake and like it just it's just never a good idea no all these like decisions and again i don't know exactly about this company <laughs> but oh, god damn but you hear that you hear, <laughs> you hear this so many times like of these companies where you know again there might be like mass layoffs but then the executives like the ceos and stuff still get their bonuses at the end of the year and i'm like okay well if you yeah. had to lay off a ton of people because you're saying like the business yeah. is failing or we need to cut staff for whatever reason. Why are you getting a bonus at the end of the year? Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. You already had to lay people off because you said the business wasn't doing well, you yeah. know, it's different, I guess, if the role isn't needed and all that kind of stuff, but like there could be multitude of factors, but I just think there's, there's so much like weird shit that goes on. And I don't know. I just think like, it's stupid. It's just embarrassing. And also you're like, you're making it. Here's the thing. You could have posted something and basically maybe posted a picture of your employees, p- posted a picture of, you know, like your company, like whatever, posted a picture of all the fun times you and your employees had together. Yeah. Instead, you made it about you and you posted a picture of your fucking face. Yeah. Crying. That's embarrassing. It's and that's like, that's so fucking cringe. And again, you're making it about you. You're like, oh, I want to make sure that people know that I'm not a bad person. I want to make sure that people know that I care about my employees. Unlike other CEOs. Mm. It's not about you. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. No. (laughs) 
it's not about you, but you made it about you, and that makes it extra fucking cringe. Mm-hmm. And it's on LinkedIn. Like, what? Okay, LinkedIn is a weird place. I know, because I'm like, LinkedIn is like, it's not supposed to be like Facebook. It's like, it's I think it's be, becoming Facebook. Yeah, it's supposed to be like professional but networking. Like, some of the things people post. I know. I'm like, this is embarrassing. I know. Like, what are your, what are your guys' <laughs> thoughts? Like, what is appropriate to be posting on I mean, I don't even post people on are just LinkedIn. Embarrassed. People are embarrassing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody take away their phones. Oh, God. <laughs> Like I thought Facebook was bad enough, you know? Oh my God. Facebook is a, you know what? It's, it's, it, there's no, there's no coming back. Yeah. I, I never really go on Facebook anymore. To be Nobody honest. goes like Facebook is seriously. I think it's dying out. That, but the thing is, so many people still use it. Yeah. So it's a weird thing because like nobody our age uses it anymore. Not really. So it's I all mean, like an older population that uses it. I still have my account. and Everyone I Everyone still does. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's some people on there that I met traveling and stuff <clears throat> that probably if I didn't have my account, like yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to reconnect with them. That's what's crazy about Facebook. It mm-hmm. still like has things that like, that's the thing. It's like, we're, it's surprising that a lot of us didn't close our accounts, but there's a reason, right? Mm-hmm. There's still things, for example, you can, if you wanted to find like a group, like a meetup or something, yeah. it's still like probably the best place to go. Also you know Facebook what I mean? Marketplace. I don't really use it, but like that, oh my it's God, huge. It's so good. Facebook so Marketplace use is it. huge. Yeah. And also there's Facebook, um, for like maybe, yeah, events mm. that people still use. Um, and then there's also like, you know, for example, if you're a vegan in a in a city, yeah. there's like a group for that. So I think people use it for that purpose. Yeah. But a lot of times, like, I don't know, I kind of judge people that use like Facebook like religiously. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Unless like, you're like older. Yeah. If they're posting on there all the time as well. Oh my God. Like most of the people, like, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> I'm sorry if any of you are one of these people. I'm sure you're not, not weird judging, and you're guys, fine. are not judging guys. Don't worry. I'm sure you're not weird and you're fine. Some people are just bored at work, whatever. Yeah. But some people that use it religiously that are around our age, like they're a little weird. Like I'm just basing it off of some people that I know that, do that use religi- Facebook religiously. religiously. And I'm like, you're, you're a little bit cuckoo. Mm. <laughs> like, I feel like Facebook, if you're a little cuckoo, Facebook is a great place for it. Cause you just it feeds into, exactly. It's like a fucking, it's like a weed. Like people just, oh God. people love the cuckoo. Well, and the thing with Facebook is like, actually mm-hmm. like sometimes these posts will come up, these like random posts and I like look at the comments and oh my God. I know. People are wild on there. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. The people are getting into like huge fights oh, and stuff. Oh, full on debates. I was like, holy shit. But like not even, it's not even like a nice debate. It's like people are like, you fucking bitch. I know. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just I like. I don't read Facebook comments. That's the thing. I ha- I post my shit on Facebook. Mm. I do not. I, do, I rarely engage. Rose, if you really want some uh, entertainment. <laughs> Maybe not on your post because it might be like stuff about you, but yeah. like go like look at a random post on Facebook and honestly, the comment section, <laughs> I'm like dying for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not, it, it, it saddens me because I'm mm. like, people are so fucked. Yeah. Anyway. It's like, it's like, you know, on TikTok, for example, like sometimes I'll occasionally go in the comments, like oh. go and look at the comments. TikTok comments are also the worst. But they're also like so many thirst traps. Oh, Like not yes. thirst traps, but like people in the comment section are fucking thirsty. <laughs> And I think to myself, I'm like, okay, don't get me wrong, guys. Like, I'm thirsty as well, <laughs> but I'm not going to post on a creator's fucking page being like, oh, I want your whatever. Mm-hmm. Your ass looks so hot in those pants or whatever. I'm like, I mean, I don't know who you're following on TikTok, like, Daniel. Who are these people? <laughs> who are you following on TikTok? I don't follow anyone. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's just, I just use my little algorithm and I just, uh-huh. and I believe, you know who I blame about TikTok, Rose? <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. God dang. So anyway, CEOs, please do not post a picture of your fucking face crying. crying. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And try to just not do that in general. Like, mm. no. 
That's like if somebody died and you posted a picture of your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, well, it's like, it's like, do you remember that story that we talked about? That, that girl, like that funeral. Mo- yes. That model girl. The that girl like, that went to her dad's funeral. And yeah. then like, all she did was post a picture of herself like in selfies, front of the casket. And like against the cough, coughing. Like, come posing. on. Yeah. And I feel like, again, it's the social media. I mean, this story is very interesting because I feel like it, it, it highlights so many problems with our society. Social media is one where people become so self-absorbed that they think that this is appropriate behavior. (laughs) And they probably thought, he probably thought, oh, people are going to love this. I'm going to get, I'm creating positivity around the world. I'm spreading positivity. You know, my other, Uh you know, other CEOs are going to follow suit. I'm revolutionary in this space, (laughs) you know, but then and then like I would love some other CEOs to do that and then you know at the end of the year find out that they get like five million dollar bonus oh ten God, million dollar bonus guaranteed. and you're like okay well clearly you weren't that upset like if you were that sad like maybe those a hundred people you could div your bonus yeah. out and give it to them oh my god honestly I just can't uh but yeah it's, it's <laughs> so it highlights the social media you know the problems with social media yeah also oversharing on social media yeah um nobody needs to see your crying face oversharing like, on linkedin oversharing on linkedin of all places and then of course it highlights the whole like you know corporate culture and how yeah. people are disposable and all these things mm-hmm. um just because you posted a picture of you crying mm-hmm. does not change the outcome for anybody yeah. so please Sit your ass down. I actually have some words of wisdom from this (laughs) because it was something that my parents told me a long, long time ago. And like, if you ever feel like, let's say you're working, you have your job or whatever, but like other opportunities come up, right? Like naturally uh, in life, you know, things come up and there might be this amazing opportunity. Always like go for it. Like, like just apply and do whatever else and never feel bad or guilty about leaving your job because at the end of the day, if you weren't working out, the company wouldn't feel bad about firing you. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. So it's like a, it's a two way street where it's like, yeah, it's great. You can make your living. You can do really well and work hard for the company you're at. But like eventually if there's time to move on or the other opportunities, you should never feel guilty mm-hmm, about that. Cause mm-hmm. I think that was like a weird thing, like from the past where you feel like, and I even feel a little bit guilty. I'm like, Oh God, I'm leaving this job or whatever. But I have to remind yourselves that like, and I have to remind myself too. It's like, that company, if there was a, you know, they didn't hit their 100% growth target, they got 95%. And even though they made $4 billion that year in profit, they're going to be like, sorry, we have to lay you off because yeah. we didn't hit our profit targets. Yeah. We made $4 billion, but, you know, we didn't <laughs> quite hit it. It was supposed to be five. So sure. you got to go. They're not going to think twice. You know what I mean? Then this CEO posting him crying like boohoo, like they're not really going to care. At the end of the day, it's about a bottom line and they're just going to be like, it's business, you know? Yeah. So you have to think of it the same way. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's my, I like your words of wisdom, Daniel. My, sometimes, sometimes I be angelic, bro. <laughs> you yes. Sometimes I got some good advice to, mm-hmm. to, to share with my children if mm-hmm. I ever have any. But that's also like very sad that that's kind of like what we've come to. Because mm. I feel like, again, back in the day, it was like a little bit more, there was a little bit more humanity in, you know, you work for a company and then you just kind of like work there for decades. Yeah. but And then you build like a rapport. And yeah. then, and now because again, we've become this, everything's so hyper competitive mm. and we're at late late stage capitalism so now it's like people just fucking lay you off left right and center yeah you go to different companies there's no loyalty like none of this but also you have to think about it like this too like like long term and this is again it's sad that it's a product of how our culture is like my grandparents for example Mm -hmm. they all stayed at their companies for so like yeah so long because actually you got rewarded for service Mm -hmm, right like mm -hmm. you actually got a good salary you got good promotions all this stuff whereas now it's almost like companies are looking at it in a different way, which is forcing people to leave. Mm-hmm. So one company that I worked at, it was very interesting. And this was like quite a few years ago. Um, one of my friends got a job in the same company at a higher position. 
And it was a salary jump, right? Like it was supposed to be like quite a substantial salary jump because the band that they advertised it at was much higher than what she was earning, but she was a good fit for the role. So applied, got it. Um, Her increase got rejected because it was like higher than a certain percentage of an internal increase. Yet they would have hired someone externally at that rate, regardless who, who might've done a worse job, you know? So it's weird because it's almost like to get those really big salary bumps, which it shouldn't be like this. I don't agree with this, but like, for example, if I want to like get like a huge increase of salary, really the fastest way to do that is work at a company for a couple of years and then jump ship and go somewhere else. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, and also that rule is so stupid because it was a different role as well. Exactly. It's not like she was just like getting a little promotion from her current role. Yeah. So the role was advertised at let's say 40 K and let's say she's making 25 K. Yeah. It was advertised for 40K. She clearly has the credentials and everything that she needs and the experience because they hired her for that role. Yet they can't somehow give her that salary. And it's because the finance team or the way that they looked at it was like, they're like, you've already been hired. I know. They're like, you've already been hired. We can only approve a certain amount of an increase on your your salary. That's so fucking stupid. I know. It's bullshit because it's like, well, this person's great for the role. And like... And also loyalty to the company. That should be an extra like bump. Well, 100%. Like what's the... What is the like justification now though? It's like you Mm -hmm. can't... Like for example, if if some company turned around and was like, let's just say like, yeah, again, you're making 50K... And there's another job at another company that you will, will pay you 80 K, you know, like, and you qualify and you can just jump. Like there's no way at your current role that if you went back, maybe if you went back with the offer and everything else, they might, then they might exactly, but that's the bullshit. You shouldn't have to do that. You should already be paid at a level where it's competitive within the market. Mm hmm. You know, and, and th- that's another thing, actually, kind of like just leading off this, but like another thing where there's like advocates. So there's like pros and cons. And I, d- I don't know where I sit. I think I sit on the fence of more transparency, okay. but it's around how much you get paid and what your bonuses right. are. So like they were saying one of the best ways to like keep everything under control is all the secrecy that goes on along mm. with salary. Because like, for example, even in my firm, like I don't know what every one of us is making. Yeah. And also, it's a way to keep the women quiet because we all know that women are probably making less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the whole thing, right? Like, it's like this, whereas I think there should be a bit more transparency with yes, all this stuff, right? Like that's true. Even with, like, bonus pools and things like that, like, sometimes you're like, well, if you do get a bonus, sometimes they're not always that transparent as to, mm-hmm. okay, well, how was this calculated for me? Mm-hmm, like, what, mm-hmm. what, what metric, what finger in the air did you decide yeah. this is what my bonus is? Like, so... Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know. The whole corporate culture is a very, it's a very strange place. Seriously. It's, it's all a game. It's a, it's a game. We're all in a fucking game. Seriously. We're all in a game. It's like the whole like stock market, all that shit. It's It's like, all a game. it's based on the fundamentals of the underlying company. I'm like, is it though? Nope. You're just gambling. Continue. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Am I wrong though? It's gambling. I don't think so. Gambling is also based on certain level of uh, analysis of whatever's happening. Yeah. It is. Ga- it's legit gambling. It's a game. Because you don't actually know. Mm. And half the time, people that do this for a living can't guess what the market's going to be. That should be the biggest indicator because they're always like, you know, there's that argument between active and passive investing. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like, I think it was like Warren Buffett or someone was like yes. that was saying like passive investing always beats out um, yes. active. And it's like, but active investing is like you have a portfolio manager and they're investing on your behalf yeah. and like all this stuff. And they're like paid to fucking do this job. 
And it, it just shows you that it is a guess. Yes. You know, it's not like there's like there's some, but I don't even, you know what I mean? Like you never know. There, yeah. there could be a company that you're like, it's doing great, great financials, whatever else. And all of a sudden their share price plummets. Exactly. Like it's crazy. It's because people, it's literally like gambling where it's mm. like the chances of losing is much higher. Mm. But then people see the few people that made a shit ton of money yeah. from doing the risky investments and they think that. Exactly. I'm going to be that. But I mean, GameStop's a perfect example, right? Yeah. There is no way you can tell me that GameStop at that time where it went crazy and all these people were buying in, they actually forced the price of the shares to skyrocket because mm-hmm. of the demand for this, for the stock. And it's like, well, there's no way that that's based on the value of the underlying value of the company. It's based on what the market sentiment exactly. is. Exactly. So like really no stock is actually like, yeah. they, they'll say it's based on fundamentals, but it's really, it's just like what people are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Essentially. It's so stupid crazy and we're gonna guys we're gonna move on because i think <laughs> yeah. i think this might be this probably could, one of rose's longer... favorite stories that <laughs> she's come across <gasps> excuse me <laughs> that is not this is being this is going viral on I social know, this media this is oh my god this shit guys is going crazy so let me read you the article i'm sure a lot of you have heard of it already yeah but the article title says the number of lonely single men in quotations mm-hmm. is on the rise thanks to modern dating's higher standards let that sink in for a second this is what we always fucking talk about yeah it's like listen people and here's the thing this is like a proof that all of these like alpha male men Mm. all these like andrew tates of the world yeah and people that complain that you know the reason why men are lonely and shit is because women just don't know how to fulfill the traditional role no actually it's because we no longer have to yeah and we no longer have to deal with your ass yeah, and I love, <laughs> I love, I love the little thing. By the way, guys, we're talking about heterosexual relationships, yes, first of all. Yes. But I love this, oh, little, this th- little, 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 little line at the bottom. Dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as healthy relationship standards increase. Yeah. Like, this is based on studies. Yeah. Keep going. That is some bull. I mean, th- I, I, mean, I agree. It's true. Yeah. That's what it, that's what's literally happening. And this is what we always talk about. I think like my theory is essentially... I've talked about this before, but like, Mm. I feel like with the rise of feminism and the women's rights movement, women have done a lot of work in the last however many years Mm -hmm. to build ourselves up. We got an education. A lot of us are now more educated than men. A lot of us earn a lot of money, all that Mm. stuff. But a lot of men, because they've always just kind of coasted along, Mm. you didn't really need to improve on other areas of life. Yeah. Right. Because women still kind of took on the roles of like the caregiver or whatever. Yeah. And that those things, certain things didn't really change. Yeah. So I think that men haven't really done the same amount of like, as obviously we're talking about, you know, generalizing, you know, an entire fucking gender here. Yeah. But like men haven't done as much because they didn't need to, they were always at the top. They didn't need to like work their way up or whatever. Yeah. Essentially. Right. So we haven't, and also we've just never had extra Mm. expectations of men. Well, and think about it like this too. Like again, and and part of it is just like this in, in many ways, it's like our society obviously has changed so much from back in the day. And I think one really like perfect example is like, you think about it and like, we talked about this as well, like how easy our lives would be if all we had to worry about was work. Cause like back (laughs) in the day, that's all people had to do is like the the men would go to work. They would work their job, their job, their lunch would be packed by their wives. Breakfast would be ready by their wives, their shirts, their shoes shined, pressed, everything all done for them. Laundry done for them. Kids taken care of dinner, warm on the table when they get home. Mm -hmm. Like lit, don't have to do dishes. Don't have to like literally have to do nothing <laughs> except for fucking show up for work. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that would be such an easy life. Not saying that I want somebody to do that for me, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just like, that's what, what used to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And for women, it was like back in the, and, and they kind of mentioned this in, in this, in this, this um, article as well. Like back in the day, like, you know, women couldn't open bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Women couldn't drive. They couldn't mm-hmm. do. So literally like 
you couldn't do any of those things, right? Yeah. Whereas now it's like, actually, you don't need a man to do those things. Exactly. So the expectation of what a man brings into the relationship is different now. It's shifted, yes. Yeah, and and men, like women have shifted their expectations in terms of like how they've changed with society, mm-hmm. but a lot of men haven't changed theirs. Yeah. So it's not aligning. And they're saying like, I just think it's like, it's so... <laughs> Just the way it's like... (laughs) The way it's worded is so golden. Like it says this. Well, it's clear... It's increasingly clear why the good old days hold such a romantic appeal to men today. Mm -hmm. A new Psychology Today article... um, says that modern dating's higher standards for straight men have created more lonely single men than ever. And the psychologist writing the column pretty much says that men need to fix everything about themselves <laughs> or die alone, which sounds like a fun little choice. <laughs> Did you write this article, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I actually... I mean, listen, that's a little dramatic. Yeah. But... Not everything, but just like everything. start start like doing something. And the thing know? is, we always say this, the bar is below oh, yeah. fucking sea oh. level, okay? It is fucking on the ocean floor. When we talk about <laughs> you need to improve yourself... The bar is fucking low. Well, this is the thing. So you know how you know how we keep saying about how this article is like, oh, um, you know, dating opportunities for heterosexual men are d- diminishing as healthy relationship standards yep. increase, right? I saw this TikTok and this girl like read this word for word and she's like, healthy relationship standards have increased. What the fuck? The re- my relationship standards are uh, scraping the fucking <laughs> bottom of the barrel and men can't even meet that. Like That's the thing though. Before, like we're talking a couple generations ago, mm-hmm. we accepted those bottom of the barrel b- below fucking sea level yeah. you know, standards because women had no choice, right? Yeah. We we just had to get married. So we just kind of pick a guy that like, you know, maybe they weren't repulsed by. <laughs> yeah. And then of course some people had, you know, beautiful, healthy relationships, but a lot of women they didn't have a choice but to get married and also it was that the pressure was if we think pressure is bad now the pressure for women to get married before the age of 30 was huge at the time like if you didn't have a baby you were basically a useless woman Mm -hmm. like nobody like everyone thought you were you know you were what what is like an old maid yeah you know there's all of these condescending things so if we think it's bad now and it still is bad it was so much worse you know in our grandma grandparents age and our parents age so People that didn't even necessarily want to get married had to get married mm. because they couldn't maybe, you know, do anything on their own, essentially. Well, the, but but also think about it, like, even just think about the lifestyle of a single woman back in the day. Exactly. Right? Like, literally, you'd be staying at your parents still. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to do anything, like, You had to get married. Exactly. Like, literally everything that, like, to open up any opportunities or anything for a woman, mm-hmm. and not even saying that they were great opportunities, like, they were just stuck in the house cleaning all day. But, yeah. like, you know, maybe they could, their husband would take them out for, to the park or something. You right. Know? But, like... Whereas now it's like, you don't need to have a man in your life. Yeah. Really? Like you can buy your own place. Now. Yeah. It's a choice. And it's, it's that's why. And unfortunately, because again, men haven't maybe improved themselves as much as women have. Mm. Um, so because of this, and it's not necessarily a man's fault, I guess. Yeah. Because they've always kind of had it relatively easy. So it's like. But also I think part of the problem, you're right. Like, but part of the problem is like you base your relationships or mm-hmm. a lot of people do depending on like your upbringing and stuff, but a lot of it stems from our bringing up, right? Like our, our so, upbringing, exactly. Yes. Our upbringing, bringing up, um, no, okay. our, uh, but like, and if you think about it, like if you were a young man 
and again, you're a product of the society that you grew up in and your parents fulfilled those normal, not normal, but like the traditional, traditional roles. That's what you expect. That's the thing. And that's the, that, that's the expectation you have for a relationship. But what you have to realize is like, that's Women not the reality. Exactly. That's not the reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to, because even our society forces us, like for example, back in the day, and even now it would be nice maybe to have either the dad or the mom be able to stay at home with the kids yeah. and, you know, have a stay at home parent. But guess what? Because it's so fucking expensive now, generally both parties have to work, yeah. which means both parties need to share the house chores, share all this shit. It's changed completely, like fundamentally, like yep. it's changed. And it says here that the article cites a recent research study that found men are now more likely than women to be unpartnered, which wasn't the case 30 years ago. Again, mm. this goes to show this. I, I, I can't say this loud enough, but basically we as Women, women are always told if you're single, you're sad, you're pathetic. Mm. And we we're told this all the time with, I mean, obviously not specifically in those words, Yeah. but basically it's like, we, you know, how many times do we hear about the sad single, you know, Bridget Jones, for example, yeah. like, oh my gosh, she's 30 and she's single. What a tragedy. Yeah. But then a, a single man at that same age isn't looked on on the same way. They're mm. kind of looked on as, oh, he, he's a catch. Yeah. You know, a woman is like, oh, what? Do you have a problem? Yeah. Like, why but it's single? actually the opposite mm. because- and it's, it's a projection. Men are projecting their insecurities of being lonely and single mm. to women. Whereas women, as we've s- said before in this podcast, there's been studies that women, single women are the happiest demographic. Single yeah, childless I mean, women <laughs> are the happiest demographic. So explain to me mm. why we are always looked on or we are always uh, portrayed yeah. as the sad, lonely people. And I'm not saying that, of course, a woman being single doesn't mean that she's going to be not lonely. Of course, mm-hmm. there's going to be loneliness and, you know, but it, it's it's like this this weird thing where they're trying to make us feel bad about being single. Yeah. It's like this patriarchy that's trying to make women feel bad about being single so that they end up with relationships so that men can now be married. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but even, even just reading this article a bit more. <laughs> this article is like, fucking amazing. It's amazing. So they, they were saying that they were holding some roundtable discussions with women aged 25 to 45. Again, none of this stuff, revolutionary, and none of this stuff is oh like groundbreaking. They Again, prefer men. Below who, ground standards. Exactly. It's like the standards are set so low. <laughs> so somebody that's emotionally available, good communicators, and share some similar values. This is not rocket science here, people. I know, but you know the, how, how hard that is to find? I know, well, this is, look. That's the thing. Somehow, these aren't exactly fitting descriptors for many single straight men out there. <laughs> again, I think it's also, again, we talk about toxic mas- masculinity yeah. a lot. And a lot of it is that we don't teach boys or men to be emotional uh, or to express their emotions in a healthy way. We yeah. And because at the end of the day, you're still going to express your emotions. Like the TikTok I sent you about how I think I sent it to you mm-hmm. how like we we again we women are seen as the emotional ones right yeah. oh she's on her period oh my god like all this shit yeah um explain to me then what is anger but an emotion and mm-hmm. how many men have outbursts like crazy anger outbursts issues and yell at people yeah and we've all seen it but we don't we don't attribute that to mm. you know oh we're not like oh that's that's hormonal oh like mm. you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's also messed up um, but anyway, so men, because of toxic mas- masculinity, they're less likely to, you know, talk about their feelings, mm-hmm. which obviously creates less emotional maturity. Yeah. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, it yeah. says straight women are increasingly better positioned to have their pick of other suitors who actually meet their standards. <laughs> <laughs> like, But like the thing is, it's not like saying the thing that's crazy to me in this article is like, at least what I've read so far and seen in this article, it's like nothing is like, again, groundbreaking. 
groundbreaking. We're not asking, like, it doesn't sound like these, like women are saying, Hey, they, these guys have to have six pack abs. They have to have X, yeah, Y, yeah, Z, yeah. all of this they shit. They have to be like seven feet tall. Exactly. Because like, that's what a lot of men think. They think, Oh, women don't want me because I'm like five foot eight mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't make like, you know, six figures. Yeah. That's what they think in their mind. They yeah. think, Oh, I get rejected because of this. But realistically, mm. this is more likely the case. Exactly. It's that, You're you dealing know, with a man child. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, not only am I going to be raising your children, but I'm also, also raising, raising a you. fucking yeah. Fuck. <laughs> god oh damn. my god, I just can't. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this article's hilarious. Oh god. Let's see. Uh... The, the knowledge that single straight men are <laughs> running out of options unless they acquire the skills to be in healthy and supportive relationships is validating. But it also comes with its set of concerns. Growing numbers of lonely single men absolutely sound like a recipe for more self-victimizing. In cells. Yeah. More anti... And this is... And this is... We're this already is seeing this yes. happen, right? Like this whole... This is why we're getting the rise of these like Andrew Tate characters who, right. you know, are this whole idea of toxic masculinity because Andrew Tate is like kind of appealing to the old way, like just the way he's like so disgusting with women and stuff. But a lot of guys are like, that's what I need. That's why, you know, I'm not dating a girl. I need to treat her like she's my bitch and I can fuck whoever I want, you know, like, like it just crazy, crazy shit. And it's like, it creates, again, it's going to create some more problems. You're going to get these like, like feminist backlash. Oh, we're already seeing so much of it. Yeah. It's like, it's the women's fault. Listen, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that some feminists maybe take it too far. Maybe they're a bit extreme. Definitely. Like, I'm sure that's the case, but it's this, again, it's this idea that's perpetuated by these incel communities and these, Mm -hmm. these guys that think, Oh, like it's basically a woman. It's the demise of society. That is why men can't get women. It's like, Oh, it's because, you know, women are, you know, now working when they should be really pr- fulfilling their normal role, which is a housewife. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, bitch, I'm sorry. How am I going to be staying home on your measly fucking salary? But this is it. Like, like fuck like, off. This is the thing. Like, again, the whole model, not even saying that the model before was good anyway, but like the model before it only worked. Well, I mean, it didn't work. It didn't work. We just yeah. pretended it worked. Pretended it worked it for worked. the man. It worked for men. It worked yeah. for men. <laughs> but like, nowadays like we we just we literally for not even just for like even just for like women's rights and stuff yeah but even just like economically like we just the old ways are gone guys like you need to wake up like you cannot have that expectation if you're dating if you for the straight the the two straight guys that listen to this <laughs> podcast um but like you can't have that expectation that you and your partner are both working and then when you get home it's like she's expected to do all the cleaning mm-hmm. she's expected like how is that a how is that even fair? Yeah. Right. And especially like a lot of women now make more than their partners. So it's yeah. like, should the expectation then be on you to do all the housework? Like it's, it's, it's just like, you're never going to win. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't going to say something else, but, uh, yeah, I think the issue is that men, again, they blame everyone else, mm-hmm. but, and it's so, that's the thing. The secret is, I always say this, I feel like men could get laid so easily, but they just fuck it up mm. because they have no fucking clue what they're doing. The bar is below ground, guys. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about this TikTok I saw where a girl was like ready to marry this guy yeah. because he offered to go out and buy tampons for yeah, her? Yeah, I did. You think you sent it to me? Yeah. I was like, and then all the comments are like, guys, the bar is fucking below ground because, yeah. and that's all you need to do. That's what's crazy. You mm-hmm. just like, of course, that's not going to work with every woman. Yeah, like yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, like d- depends on the woman, mm. but like you, you'll find it like, <sighs> 
there's plenty of men out there that mm. you may not think is like conventionally attractive that find perfectly fine partners. Yeah. And what I don't understand is don't you want a healthy relationship where you both like respect and like each other? And like, why would you want to go back to the traditional times when women were forced essentially, mm. like all of them were basically forced to get married to somebody and hopefully they marry somebody they actually love. Yeah. But really at the end of the day, they didn't all do that because that's very difficult to do, especially when you are a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just crazy to me because like all this article is talking about is just like being in healthy supportive relationships yes, right which is and what it's like, we should all want exactly and it's like guys can't like oh i guess straight straight men are having a problem hitting that you know uh yeah. that small like be a good communicator like talk <laughs> like fucking be emotionally available like yeah. is that so hard yeah i think also it's i think it, it's a little bit obviously there's more issues like for example i think We've talked about this before, but I think with women, they want men of like a similar, if not more salary, essentially, for example, um, or this is another problem or women want men that are like not necessarily the same salary, but like very similar lifestyle, mm. if not more. Yeah. Whereas men, again, because of the traditional roles beforehand, yeah. um, I'm not, of course there are still men nowadays that might still want similar salaries or similar lifestyles. Yeah. But like, for example, it wasn't very uncommon to see like, you know, uh, like didn't George Clooney marry like a waitress or something like shit like that happening. Yeah. Whereas it, it's very rare to see that happening on the other side. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, we need to shift some of those kind of mindsets as well. Yeah. I think that's, you know, women are also like, you know, we are still a little bit stuck in that uh, traditional mindset in that, right, that, that that's actually a really good point because i remember yeah. seeing this thing um i think it was like a newscast or something and they were talking about this i don't know if you sent it to me or something yeah where they're talking about like dating down and right. it, was, it was brought up again and oh the, that was really annoying yeah but like they did have some valid points you know what i mean like the newscaster was like talking to this lady and the lady was like she was like she was also on the newscast and she was like no i would never you know date a man that made less than i did and blah 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 blah. and blah. also i don't like this tar- i think the reason why i got annoyed with that mm. i think it was on like the, not the view but like the similar thing something to the like, view yeah, something like and w- the reason why i got annoyed is because like they kept saying dating down yeah as if like making less money means you're like less than yeah. and like that fo- that i found really annoying because mm-hmm. like you know it could be a shitty fucking person and make more money than me yeah you know i don't see if i dated andrew tate i wouldn't see that as dating dating up no, that would, <laughs> you know oh my god that would <laughs> Do you be know scraping, what I'm saying? that would be scraping the bottom <laughs> the bottom of the fucking and i'll be like floor. rose what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you what are you doing with your life right now <laughs> i know he makes more money than you and i know he'll take care of you but oh i also hate that term oh like oh i'm, I'm i just want to take care of you Ugh. like ew i know i don't like it either i'm like, like what the fuck am i a dog fuck off i can take care of myself because yeah. you the thing is Guys, some people that are listening might be like, oh, it might be nice to have someone take care of you. But you have to remember what it represents, right? Like if somebody's coming into your life and they're like, hey, oh yeah, babe, I don't want you to work. Like uh, I don't want you ha- I don't want you to have to worry. I want to take care of you. Ew, instant you, red flag. Exactly. And you know why they want to take care of you. It's not because they love and care about yeah. you. It has nothing to do with that, right? The real reason, like I would say 90% and I could be like, obviously this is my own personal opinion, guys. So don't take it for gospel. But like... I would say, I would argue that like a large percentage of those guys, they're doing it for control yes. and they're doing it for that kind of self satisfaction or yes. that, that self fulfillment. Like I'm providing for my woman and the control aspect. And think about like, I always think about to myself, like if I had somebody where 
I wasn't making any of my own money and they were paying for everything for me. Initially, I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. But then when you actually start thinking about it, it's like, okay, if I want to go shopping, I want to do anything. I always have to ask for money. Oh God. I always have to like, you know, even if they give you a certain budget or whatever, it's like, it's, it's a weird relationship that you get into. And then you feel it's like, again, it's like, I would feel like I owe them. A hundred percent. And they would be like, they control me. Yes. That's the whole dynamic there. Like yeah. it's. It's like, I guess if you're into that, sure. Yeah, I but, mean, everyone's um, everyone's into their own thing, and like, you know, go for I, it. I I can't. Like, yeah. that's exactly that's the thing. It's if if he, of course, again, in the beginning, if he pays for a few more things than mm-hmm. I do, that's nice. But yeah. if, if a guy only if he wants to pay for everything, mm. I see that as a red flag. Like, what if he's like, hey, babe, hey, babe, I want to marry you, but you're gonna have to stop, you know, working. Oh, no no are more you che- fucking No more cheap me? lazy vegan. Nothing. I want you to just take okay, care. Okay, there's the door. Take care of the house, <laughs> and I'll, I'll take care of you. There's the door. <laughs> bye bye. See you later. All right, I'm back. Okay, <clears throat> what what is it? So this was just talking about how you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> women are having to deal with so much like garbage out there basically and one of it's saying like being forced oh no sorry the defined relationship conversations and having to assume someone you've been seeing for a year is simultaneously raw dogging the population of a small town aka la west oh, elm caleb la west elm caleb unless you've express explicitly confirmed you're exclusive oh god like little things like this it's like you're dating a guy and unless you explicitly claim that you're exclusive he's probably out cheat like you know doing whatever it's like fucking i hell. mean i guess it depends on the situation it does <laughs> to quote the great philosopher <laughs> I think you should Olivia, still have a conversation oh yeah i think you should still i yes. do agree with but that but of course there are certain circumstances of course if you're like seeing each other multiple times a week mm. and you've been seeing each other for a long time and you know, it, it's up and then you're like always, you know, sleeping over each other's places, then it's implied. Mm. Right. I think every situation is different. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> to quote the great philosopher, Olivia Rodrigo, who I don't know who that is, but, you know, I think. Wait, where is it? It's brutal out here. <laughs> is it, isn't that the um, isn't that the, the singer? Olivia Rodrigo. Can you Google? Because I actually don't know who that is, guys. Hold That's on. embarrassing if it's someone super famous. I think she's the singer. It's brutal out she's here. She's the singer that sings the driver driving license, driver's license. Oh, okay. So they're being a little bit, you know, funny. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's brutal out there. Yeah. And again, we're not saying women are perfect. Of course not. No, I think, um, I think a lot, like you're right. I think you hit a really good point about like women also need to like shift their expectations. Cause I think yeah. it's not just men that are stuck in that traditional mindset. Yeah. So they're, they're men are too, but then women also, like you said, like there's a lot of women who like, you're right. If a guy was like making a lot less money than them and all this stuff like that yeah. to them would be like, no, like a deal I'm not breaker. Gonna, exactly. I'm not going to also same, person. same with men. Men don't want to be making less money than women. Exactly. So Which is another fucking, you know, mm-hmm. again, like please come at me when you are actually making more than $40,000 a year. And well, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like these, I saw this interview again of people asking guys like on the street and some of them did say like, they don't care if a, if a girl makes more money than them. Yeah. But some of them I'm like, they're like, no, I have to, I'm the man. I have to make so much money. And I'm like, dude, you're not even making that much money. Like you need exactly. to calm down. But this, is, this is what's so stupid. Okay. It's like, I feel like, and I don't think anyone should have that mindset anyway. Like you shouldn't, I, I, yeah. I personally feel like that, but also I really don't feel like you should have that mindset if you're fucking making minimum wage. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I like these guys, not that, that there's anything wrong with making minimum wage. Exactly. There's not, but there's something wrong with it. If you're saying, Hey, exactly. I need to be the breadwinner. I need to be providing. I need to do this. It's like, okay, buddy, then you need to be making 200,000 yes. a year. Mm-hmm. Like seriously grow the fuck up. You're not going to find that. You need to just chill your fucking yeah. 
I know. Yeah. And like these people that want these traditional roles, it's like they're not even fully ready to accept their traditional role as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like again, they want a woman to do all the housework and all the stuff. But I'm like, really, are you ready to, again, fulfill the traditional role of a husband yeah. and be the only breadwinner yeah. when you're, you know, literally sitting there in, you know, your mom's basement. Exactly. You know, in this, this incel is, community. This is what's... Just get out there, guys. Exactly. This is what's crazy. <laughs> this is what's crazy, though. They'll have, like, people will have these standards. And you're right. They'll be making 50 grand a year. Not again, not saying that that's a bad salary at all, guys, but making 50 grand a year living at their parents' place. Yes. Expecting to have a woman that's going to cook, clean, do everything for them, pack their lunch, do everything. And yet they're not willing to fulfill the old traditional value of, hey, guess what? You're going to have to pay for everything. She's like, your partner shouldn't have to work. Yeah. That was like an old, you know. Oh like, God! Anyway, this article is hilarious. I yeah. just keep seeing shit like this all over. Um, oh God, the tick, <laughs> the TikTok space on yes, this guys. They're like, they're like loving this. Oh, <laughs> well, and then, you know what this reminds me of as well. Like, I remember we actually talked about this. I don't know if it was last year or like because uh, like all the years are starting to blur together. Oh God, I know. Um, but like we did talk um about how the the statistics, and this was from the U.S. They were saying oh, you're that like obsessed with that statistic. Oh God, <laughs> I just love saying virgin pandemic. Um. <laughs> Because it like did again. There is a virgin pandemic. There is. They're saying like surprisingly, and again, it, this brings up its own societal issues. We kind of talked about some of them, like to- more toxic masculinity and all this kind of stuff. But they were saying that men under thirty, at least the ones I don't know how they did the study, like probably some kind of survey or whatever, and men under thirty more increasingly in the last kind of ten years are you know not having sexual partners or you know very limited sexual experiences. Yeah. Some not at all. Like we're talking about like virgins well into their thirties. You know what I mean? Like, and not really like engaging or talking to women. What? Again, it it brings up so many other societal factors and we Mm. joke about it, but it's actually a problem. Yeah. And you know, like we talked about, I think it's so much, there's so many different factors. Again, maybe it's one of the, you know, women having higher expectations is a big one, but also it's the world that we've created where, you know, we're so digitally, you know, connected and all we do is like watch TikToks. And I mean, we're part of that problem as well, but you know, people just don't know how to engage in normal conversation in everyday normal life. You know, they're only talking to each other on social media. Yeah. So it's like, when are you going to ever meet somebody in person? And yeah. how are you going to like, how are you going to deal with that? Well, and the thing is that when you're interacting, interacting with people on social media, you're not your like true self. No, really. And you can't be. Exactly. It's, like, it's not, there's a, it's not the best form mm, of communication. I think it was that book that we read on um, modern love. Yeah. Modern, modern romance. Modern romance. Yeah. There was like a scene or something where they were talking about guys interacting with, with girls on social media. And it's like, if you see a girl come up on your social media feed, she looks gorgeous in a bikini. Yeah. You know, you might double like her or double tap her or whatever. And then you might write something like, Oh, you look incredible in that swimsuit or whatever. But like really cringy stuff that like, if you met them in person, you would never yeah, like, Oh, your tits look amazing in that swimsuit. Like really out of this, because there's like, it's the person's not there. It's like, you just see a digital thing. So it's so much easier for you to just be like, Oh, Uh whatever. Fuck it. And then if they meet in real life, they'll probably just be like, Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? I've had this happen. I, I, how many people have we met that we've chatted with? And then we meet them in real life. And we're like, you're a completely different person. Yeah. One of them was like, honestly, it wasn't like one of my worst dates, but I just remember <laughs> there was this really cute guy in London. We were chatting, like seemed to be a really good conversationalist over text message. And this is a red flag guys. Cause you never know <laughs> until yes. you meet them. If they're good on text message, the chance that they're good in real life might be lower. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Like Daniel ha- horrible on text message relatively good conversationist sometimes in person. yeah sometimes sometimes but, talks a little too much i do yeah but anyway <laughs> met up with this met up with this guy to go on this date 
honestly one of the most well not the most but like just such a miserable person like complained about everything oh, like okay. i remember like talking to him and i was like oh that's really cool you like worked this job he like worked some job at a, in a different country for a couple of years and he was like yeah it was all right and i was like but what did you do there like getting excited yeah. like tell yeah. me more about it he's like well i didn't really do much i was working all the time and I was like, oh, oh God, you sound so boring. I know. I was like, what is like your deal? And he he just like had a day of like uh, some kind of work activity. Um, so he didn't even work that day. And I was like, oh, it was, wasn't it nice to have like the day off and do like uh-huh. corporate activity? Because it's like pretty chill usually. And he's like, well, if I liked my coworkers, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my, like, you're so miserable. I know. I was like, I just like, stop. Yeah. I was like, I just don't. You can't vibe. No, no. 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 And again, I don't think that's like a, I don't think that's a hard expectation. Again, the bar is below ground, people. Oh, and it's God. just like it is a minefield out there, <laughs> oh, guys. It is a fucking minefield. Like, why? I want to know. Like, I want to ask this question to the audience. Like, why do you think it's got so bad out there? I think it's again, it's a mixture of so many different things. It's oh. harder to meet people because again, we've created this not just with social media, but we've mm. created this uh, hyper individualist society yeah. where we are. Um, you know, just in our apartments. We don't know our neighbors ever. That's true. And we, you know, one of the good things about the good old days, of course, there was toxic things like we've discussed already. But one of the good things was that people were a lot more connected with their community. You know, you socialize with people, not just your like immediate family or your immediate circle of friends. Like so many people say they they don't even have friends. That's so sad to me. Like so many people say that they, you know. Yeah, I actually saw, I think, I I don't know if I I sent the link to you, but there was this guy on YouTube. Yeah. That was like married and he was like in his 30s, I think a similar age to us. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this. We've talked about this. And he basically was posting and he was like, I'm in my 30s. I'm happily married, but I have no friends. Like, okay, what? That's another thing. This obsession with the nuclear family, which is another like post, uh, what do you call it? Late stage capitalist symptom, in my opinion. Yeah. The obsession with the nuclear family has created people obsessed with only finding a romantic partner and having babies. Yeah. And they don't nurture other relationships as much and friendships as much because it's not as valued in society. Like we always discuss, it's like nobody cares how many friends you have Mm -hmm. and how fulfilling your friendships are or, you know, even your family, like your non, your, your non romantic family, like the family you're born into. Nobody really cares about that. They just care if you're in a relationship. Yeah. That's all they care about. That's literally all they care about. So it's like, of course people are going to focus more on finding a romantic partner because that's all that's valued in our society. Exactly. Like, Oh, and, and and this guy was like actually really sad. He's like, I want want to make friends. I I need to make friends. Like, let me see how many people don't have friends. (laughs) There's obviously, there's a study for everything, isn't there? So this is in 2021. Americans have fewer friends than ever before. Again, Mm -hmm. this is another, you know, uh, potential symptom of whatever Mm -hmm. society we've created that something is not working. There is a loneliness pandemic. People love using the term God pandemic. Damn, there'd be a virgin pandemic, yeah. <laughs> a loneliness pandemic in conjunction. Oh my God. Virgins it says, be lonely. With uh. the pop with the US this is US based, yeah. but I think we can extrapolate that in other places. Yeah. Maybe US is maybe even worse, probably. Mm. With the US population numbering at, at least three hundred and thirty six million, you'd think we wouldn't suffer from a lack of people in our lives. Mm. Nonetheless, a recent survey, again, it's not really a studied survey, but yeah. still. A recent survey found that the majority of Americans have fewer friends than they did three decades decades ago Mm -hmm. so let's see here um this survey uh so they surveyed people let's see and i'll just give you the numbers here 49 percent of americans nearly half reported having fewer friends 
fewer than three close friends. This marks a nearly twofold increase from 1990 when less than one third of Americans had three or fewer friends. And then it says during that year, 33 percent. So this is in 1990, percent reported having 10 or more close friends compared to just 13 today. And if it wasn't bad enough, 12% of interviewees claim to have zero friends today, which is four times as many as 30 years ago. Wow. So, and again, the, this is just self-reported. Like, like okay? random. Yeah. But, 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 but you can, you can, you, you can kind of see, see the it. patterns. Yeah. Like I think the thing is all of this stuff is linked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this whole, you know, virgin which, pandemic, virgin pandemic, lonely, the loneliness pa- pandemic, the single pandemic, the single pandemic. Like there'd be, we'd be in a world, we'd be in a world of pandemics guys. And like, I don't know. I think like every country has its problems and stuff, but one thing I really Mm -hmm. do miss, or I really loved about Spain and I don't know what it's like now, but like when I was there, it's like, they do really have like community feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think a lot of European countries do have this still. Um, but it's more like centered around like these like plazas and stuff where people go after work. And I just feel like it's a lot more social there. Whereas like, I definitely feel like the North American model, like it's failing. Yes. And also this again ties to we, what we always complain about, which is the car co- car dependent culture, yeah. which again is another small potential reason yeah. that we just don't see people outside of our immediate well, you know, family. I even think about it here in Calgary. Like, so one of my good friends, she's married to a Mexican guy. Yeah. And literally their culture is very different. They're yeah. very like, they like you know. literally they always, right? they have friends, people at their house all the time. That's so nice. Friends, his I family comes and visit all the time. Like it's, Sometimes it's almost overwhelming when I <laughs> yeah, go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's nice. Like literally every time I'm there, there's like it's a very Latino culture. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, Latino cultures have their own problems as of well. Course, but like, yes, I do love yes. that. I do love that social, like being around people all the time, yeah. and like having these like amazing like social gatherings all the time, and always wanting to do that. Yeah, you know? that's so nice. I mm-hmm. really like that. I love. And it. I think that's one of the. Uh, they say Mexico is one of the like people are very happy in Mexico despite. Mm-hmm having so many political issues and problems and corruption and you know so many like you know when we hear some news about mexico it's like it sounds like a hellscape sometimes right it's like all these drug lords and all this stuff but they say it's like and people like don't have a lot of money and all that stuff yeah but they say people there are happy yeah and i think that's probably one of the big reasons why Mm. you know it's it's the it's the importance they they stress the importance of just in their social culture alone of yeah, yeah. socializing with their family and friends and just having people over and like doing stuff like that. Exactly. Whereas here it's like, Oh my God, if I'm going to meet my friend, we better like schedule it like, mm. you know, four days in advance or like a week in advance and make sure we all like align our calendars align. We have to meet at this time to this time. Like we don't just like randomly drop off, drop by someone's place, be like, Hey, yeah. here's a pie. But it was nice. I wish we did that. I know. I wish we did. But if I showed up at your house, you'd be like, leave. <laughs> Like I'm busy. No, no, I think maybe I should start embracing this. Uh, maybe I need to marry a Latino man. Mm, maybe that's what needs mm-hmm. to happen. And then we'll just, you know, open our house up to guests. And so you'll have people here all the time. <laughs> I think you'll get a little overwhelmed, Rose. <laughs> I'll just be a housewife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just make snacks for everybody, all the children. Oh, God damn. Oh, God. Feeding the children. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do. Th- and I, I think you're right. Like car culture is a big part of it, too. That yes. like, killed a lot of our, there's yeah. there's a multitude of different yeah, problems there's guys, definitely right? like, like like cultural elements to every like yeah, yeah. for example latin like the fact they're they're living in calgary but yeah you know because they're from mexican descent it's normal for them to have oh yeah you know people over all the time and um and you know have their relatives over and their friends of relatives over or yeah. whatever like that's all very normal like i'm not kidding you every time i'm there he always <laughs> has friends over yeah. always be, like family people over like yeah last time you said hi to one of his like friends or family members yeah i was like who's the spanish person you're talking to yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's my friend's like husband's like whatever and yeah, i was yeah. like oh my god 
which so is random. awesome which i you know i really like that aspect yeah. about uh, that culture and mm-hmm. i think yeah for sure north america is like it's the, it's the definition of hyper individualist culture even though technically mexico is north america that's true but yeah. it's a very different culture like yeah, let's it face is. it, it is. right like yeah. when we talk about north american culture we yeah. really mean america like the u.s american, and Canada. yeah yeah we're I, not really talking about yes technically mexico is in north america but their mm-hmm. culture is so different from us like it is they yeah. definitely vibe more with like south you know south america a little bit yeah central and south yeah exactly sure. um yeah. But yeah, I don't know. How do we how do we fix it, Daniels? I don't know, guys. We, what gotta do fi- you- we got a lot of pandemics to fix. We have we a- got the single pandemic. We got the virgin pandemic. We got the loneliness pandemic. What what else we got? We got the COVID pandemic. COVID pandemic. The monkey pox. The monkey pox pandemic. Is more? that a pandemic yet? We have also the. Did cli- you get your vaccine? I haven't got my vaccine. You Daniel, got- have you got yours? Well, you are much a higher risk than oh, I am. Oh my god, it's right. true. You're right. I am. I should go get it. Uh huh. And I heard like when you go there, it's it's, it's a great place to meet a man. <laughs> I saw, I saw TikTok of this guy getting his vaccine. Yeah. And he's like waiting in line. And he's like, wow, I'm here to get my monkeypox vaccine. And Grinder is popping. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. I saw that as well. That's like a popular TikTok. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so funny. There's so many TikToks because like everybody, literally you go to like where you get these monkeypox vaccines. Yeah. There'll be like these massive lines and like literally everyone in the line's gay. It's so And people funny. will like be like, oh, I didn't. Here's all the guys from, <laughs> from the nightclub last night. <laughs> but hey, it's good. They're, yeah. you know, they're taking precaution. And, yeah. Um, I think Apparently soon I need to. I mean, soon it's going to be everywhere, I think. So yeah. we should all be getting it. But um, yeah. yeah, you definitely, yeah. If oh, you're a gay man, it. definitely get it first. Okay. I'm not, people don't want to re- use up those resources. Y'all are at higher risk. You know what I mean? Damn, it's you're true. Right. You're right. Rose. Am I being a homophobe? You are. You're being homophobic. Nari. And on that positive, positive note. <laughs> like to on say. On that positive note. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I, um, I <laughs> I just don't. I'm gonna go. I gotta go home. I'm gonna go home. It's a bit late. (laughs) Oh my god, though. Oh, I guess I I can't I can't say anything yet. What can you say? What are we gonna say? Oh, there's a lot of things happening, guys. Follow me on Instagram because big thing happening tomorrow. And I'm traveling soon. It's going to be a bit crazy. Also, so yeah, some of our podcast episodes in September are going to be pre-recorded. Yeah. So if there's any topic you want us to have like a deep dive about, um, you know, maybe something new that we haven't discussed because clearly we always repeat the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a topic you want us to talk about, we can we can discuss it. Definitely. Because we're going to pre-record some podcast episodes. Exactly. That's exciting. So, and um, yes. for the, for those of you that haven't already, um, check out Rose's website because she's released a, n- a recently new cookbook. Oh, and um, which you've been making stuff which from. Which I have been making some stuff from recipes and I'm really enjoying it. Yay! So definitely a little shameless plug oh, there. Oh, thank you, Daniel. It's yeah. uh, thecheaplazyvegan.com slash shop. Yeah. <laughs> check it out, guys. And you guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram, subscribe mm-hmm. to our YouTube channel, and of course, follow us on whatever pop podcast platform you mm-hmm. listen to and give us a little rating five stars that always helps tell all your friends and family Play okay friends family. and if you have any suggestions on fixing any of the pandemics we discussed let us know let us know right? let's, let's solve these world problems oh my guys God, i know i really want to and yeah. then of course you guys make sure you check out our patreon patreon.com slash the savage podcast mm-hmm. to listen to our uh tea spill sessions oh god there's, there's some oh. hot hot ass tea coming your oh, way oh it is it is steaming hot guys okay it is steaming so if make sure you uh subscribe to our patreon patreon.com slash the savage podcast and that's pretty much it yeah thanks so much for tuning in guys guys. we'll see you next week Bye. bye